What's up? This is Johnny Tacos here, and I am so excited about this interview. I get to speak with Clank, uh, one of the the guys that really opened my eyes to industrial music with his time in Circle of Dust to uh, his self-titled uh, band called Clank. And I just really, really enjoy the way the music just sounds i've always enjoyed industrial music and we are uh going to shoot you a couple of songs today it's going to be in there between unholy and divine volume two which you know if you act now you can get their vinyl i think they only have a limited amount so if you have a record player and you want to rock old school with uh, awesome sounds and killer lyrics, you know, you can uh, check it out. Uh, we're going to do a song today. And uh, the one one song that really drove me to uh, enjoy this new album is a song called Never Thought. So just sit back, relax, and then after this song, we'll get right into the interview with Clank himself so i'm pretty excited about this so uh let's hit the intro and then to the interview here on the johnny taco show origin stories hey this is monica from theo this is pathos from symphony Hi, this is Randy you are Rose. listening to the johnny taco hey what's show. up everybody this is paul mccoy from the band 12 stones and you're listening to the johnny taco this show is in a bucket on johnny taco show hey this is sergio Pollock from a Rising. Hey guys, this is Jeremy Sims from When Blood Comes Cleansing. Uh, you're listening to the Johnny Taco Show. This is Patrick from Ritual Servant, and you're listening to. Welcome to the Johnny Taco Show. Landed. 
Buenos dias. This is Filthy Rich from Praise Against the Machine, and you're listening to Johnny Tacos and special guest on the Johnny Tacos Show. What's up? This is Johnny Tacos here with another exciting and informative episode of Origin Stories. Origin Stories is where I grab a, a band and dissect them, not with a scalpel, but with my voice. And we'll we'll listen to them and just see how the band came along and how it how it formed and to make this powerhouse. Today we have Clank. And I know you listened to some music from Clank because then you're listening to now. But if you haven't, you should because it's it's an experience. I'm gonna have to I can't there's words I can't really describe. It's it's just to me it's like a, a throwback, a kickback to the days where uh like industrial music like prevailed back in the nineties. And to me it's like a nostalgia trip. It's it's like an acid trip without actually doing the drugs. So and <laughs> I I am like really really excited about having this interview and we have clank here as well as pat he is up hovering over the earth right now in his starship enterprise yes sir and uh congratulations on that on that new uh album man that 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 is just so awesome and i have to say i was green with envy because that unboxing all that goodies and so uh your fans are so lucky to get all that and you really support your fans and really show them hey we love y'all thank you for being a part of the clank community uh by giving all those goodies man and if you want to look at the unboxing it's on their um on their facebook so but uh so how's it going guys i know it's early in the morning everybody's got their coffee hopefully Yes. All right. <laughs> the nectar of life. <laughs> With my super metal orange cup. Orange. Hey, orange is the new black. Yeah. I think hey, that's yes. a movie, right? Was well, that a TV yeah. show? Yeah. Orange is the new black. So that's metal, man. <laughs> if you can see it during a concert, you're like, hey, there's Pat right there. <laughs> oh, I'll bring my hot, my hot pink one to the concert. <laughs> So how's it going, guys? Um, are you enjoying the the weather? You know, it's kind of pleasant right now. I had to put my heat on this morning. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, I, was say, I actually had to put the heat on last night, and I, I, and it was funny too because I woke up and I was like, I had that little bit of the the stuffy nose from the allergies kicking. So I was running around all morning. And I'm like. All week, I'm fine. As soon as I know that there's going to be a record button with audio and video <laughs> pressed, my, my body was like, and break down in three, two, one. <laughs> yep, time to do some. So excuse me if you see me, uh, you know, wiping my nose. Yeah, you know, well, things happen. We're all human. And like I, like I told you earlier before we started, I I tried to do a, the whole script thing where you, you tell a script and you're, you're going... Well, this right here sounds good, but it sounds too robotic. So what I did is I burned the script, reprinted it, threw it away in the trash, resurrected it, and then uh, made fun of it and sent it on its way. So there, this is unscript. This is raw, raw emotion. 
So there is no editing in here. I don't believe in editing because I do not have that capability. And <laughs> <laughs> time. So so where where is um where are y'all out of? Uh, I'm in Santa Cruz and Pat's in uh San Jose about thirty six miles away. Okay, so so it's not y'all are not relatively far from each other. No. No. No, it's literally three turns. <laughs> <laughs> three turns in thirty five minutes. <laughs> so how did, how did the band come come together? How how um what was the starting point? Uh it actually started I was playing for a band called Circle of Dust and in nineteen ninety-three I wanted to I was kicking around the idea of doing a side project. I wanted to do something super, 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 super heavy with some like, you know, guttural growls and um came up with a song in December of ninety-three called Animosity. So it's kind of crazy because next month is thirty years of the first actual clank song, Animosity being written. It's amazing uh, he wrote the song when he was two. Uh we're both from Long Island. Like I, I was going out constantly just banging the clubs, hitting, putting flyers out for Circle of Dust. Pat was in a band called Toxic Shock. And dude, we used to run into each other all the time, like multiple nights a week. Cause we were the guys who were going out really canvassing in our bands. So we just kept running into each other and was like, Hey dude, what's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? God? You know, so we kind of hang out, chill out. And then we really got to know each other. saw each other's bands play a bunch. And then, um, the quickie of it is circle of dust ended in 95. And then, uh, I had enough popularity or steam built up from circle of dust. So, I started to do the clank thing. It was like I talked to Tooth and Nail Records, basically got signed off a one song demo, <laughs> essentially, which is the the original animosity. You know, it was mostly because of the popularity of Circle of Dust and stuff. And uh, I would get ready to do a tour and I'd reached out to Pat because there was somebody who was supposed to help me make a live tape and they something happened. They flaked. They couldn't do it. And I reached out to Pat and Pat said, oh, man, don't worry, I got you. You know, so we went to a studio close to his house and it was so not generic. It was so fluid working together. It was just so easy and comfortable. And it just kind of led to, well, hey, man, you want to go out and play? I mean, we got all these dates booked, you know, want to go hang out, bunch of sweaty dudes in a van and drive cross country. <laughs> uh, so, uh Scooped up Pat, went out, started playing, and that was nearly 30 years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, I think Pat is an alien because he doesn't look like 30 years has passed. No, he's no, got the he's, Benjamin he, Button syndrome, it's the floating above in this. He's got a love-hate relationship with formaldehyde going on over there, apparently, in the mothership. I hide my gray good with this. <laughs> so, uh, Circle of Dust, uh, what, that was when when y'all, you finally left and, and kind of, what, it disbanded, right? Yeah, yeah. There was issues with the label and we got left with a lot of debt and the singer and main guy in the band said, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. And he basically put it to bed. So uh, I was kind of up in the air. I didn't really know what to do. And my friends were in a band called Six Feet Deep. They were like a Ohio hardcore band. Uh -huh. uh, and they reached out and said, hey, you know, our guitar player was supposed to go out with us. We have these two tours booked and he can't. Do you think you could fill in? So I filled in with them, kind of got me back on the road for a couple of weeks, you know, after the whole circle of dust thing kind of crashed and burned. And uh, 
it was good, you know, and that kind of kept my, uh, the interest in playing live because, you know, once you, you go from something, Circle Dust was getting really popular, constantly touring, picked up a lot of steam and then it just kind of ended. So it was kind of weird. It felt kind of in limbo. So I did the uh, six feet deep thing. And then right after that, you know, Tooth and Nail was like, Hey, I uh, heard you were still working on music. Uh, what's going on? And that, you know, led to us getting signed. And then, believe it or not, the very first show we played was Cornerstone in 1997, I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it just seems like forever ago. Yeah, and with, with this type of music... Um, it was really, you know, hugely successful back in, in the 90s, you know, the early, the late 80s and the 90s, because I know Circle of Dust and, you know, I've I've met uh, Clayton before when he, when y'all went through Dallas. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, back when uh, him and Chris Angel were, uh, start, start being friends or cahoots or whatever because chris angel had had his own band his own show and stuff like that and when cell cell dweller when he produced cell dweller you know but uh man that was that was a long time ago man i'm showing my age too i'm like (laughs) (laughs) how'd you get into places when you were two (laughs) (laughs) hey uh, i'm with the band (laughs) hey i I'm 47, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm 47 now, but, uh, back in that day, that, that music is, it's just the way it, it just, it's an emotional trip. That's what, that's all I can explain about, about industrial or that type, the type of music that, that play that uh, circle of dust and that clank plays. It's, it's, it's a, it's a trip. It's, it's, it's a full on body controlled trip and yeah, it's an oral like audio experience because it's like we always tell people you know we're <clears throat> we're we always tell people like we're a metal band but we have a lot of window dressing like electronics and stuff so back in that day like there was such a i don't want to call it the glory days of electronic and industrial music but it was it was such a big push big movement you know you had the big bands like nine inch nails and ministry but you had stabbing westward gravity kills all these other bands that were coming out and they were incorporating the loops and the noises, you know, prong stuff like that. And it was just so much fun to play. And when I first got turned on to it, it was like, you can listen to something that has like, you know, some drums, guitar and bass. And it was actually clay from circle of dust who was like, Oh man, you know, you can, you could accent this with this. You could do this. You could do that. And it was weird. It was like, once my eyes were open to that, it was like this, the sky's the limit. It was like this endless blank canvas of stuff you can do. And it's been evident every time Pat and I work on something, because we get an idea, he'll have a, an idea demoed out, or I'll have an idea, we get together, we work on it. And he'll be like, what if we do something like this? Click, 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 drag, click with his mouse. And it's like, all this stuff. And it's like, you know, it's like, you got to have your headphones on and just sit there and just absorb it all. Because it's like I said, it's an experience. It's all recorded and mixed and mastered and everything. So that way it's... Uh, a total package. It's not like, hey, I'm just buying an album. Like yeah. it's an, ex- we try to make it so it's an experience. You listen to it. And every time you listen to it, you go, man, I thought I was, I thought I had everything figured out. But every time I listen to my earbuds or something, I'm hearing something else going off or <laughs> noises spinning around and stuff. And that's part of the mastery of what Pat does. And <laughs> I think, I think it's awesome. 
uh, Pat, because the panning, how you panned it, um, you know, you, you'll hear something in the in the right side that you didn't hear in the left side. And and like you said, when you when you replay it again, you're like, I don't remember that part. Where did that come from? It's like uh, Pat secretly uh, hooks up to your computer and tweaks with it every day. <laughs> yeah, I always I always liked them. Um, for me, it was always um, like when you listen to music in headphones, especially like when this thing's like moving around your head. It's it's ear candy. Yeah. So I always I always try to do that. And it's funny, even with the vinyl releases that we've done. Um, our unofficially, officially third member of the band, Anthony, um, who does all of our artwork and art decorate direction um, and all around fantastic human. Um, he even said it like when he listened to the test print, when we sent test prints is you, you because vinyl is, isn't as compressed, I guess, um, you hear so much more of the electronics that are going around and all the little panning and it, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's cool. I always like it. I do that more for, for probably me and clank because <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. have that, that type of, you know, like, Oh, that just moved over there. That goes over there. Um, yeah. Wait until we start going into the binaural stuff. That's when, that's when it's really going to get fun. Yeah. Because the first time I ever heard anything like panning around, um, quickly was sound of white noise anthrax when they had uh, what's his name from Iron Saint take over when Joey John left. Bush yeah John yeah. Bush yeah and uh, when they did that that uh, what was it um, uh, quid pro quo I think that was quid yeah. pro quo was the the panning yeah and and you couldn't you couldn't enjoy it like on regular speakers you have to have your headphones on. And every time I went everywhere, they'll say, oh, Johnny's got his headphones on. So <laughs> Because you get immersed in it. Yeah. So um, Clayton was kind of like your Yoda to open up new experiences, to hone your Jedi ability. See, I'm talking to the nerd listeners in, in here. So. And, uh, yeah, that, that's true. Because when he first – he's actually the one that first showed me, like, ministry and Nine Inch Nails. And I remember I had heard – I'd heard ministry, but didn't know it was ministry. I was, uh, cause there was a couple of different industrial clubs on Long Island and stuff. So I heard some things in the past and people had played it and I was like, Oh, what is that? And then it was gone. So I, how do I explain it to somebody? Yeah. It had all this, they look at you like you're mental, you know, like you had a stroke. <laughs> so it's like, uh, And then once I finally got really into it and, you know, he showed me like nine inch nails and some of these other bands, it was just like, like Nitzer ebb and skinny puppy and all this stuff. And I was like, how did I not know about this? And then when you heard the more stuff like Depeche Mode, which was more mainstream alternative, well, what used to be considered alternative, but they had the cool noises and the loops and they were just so far ahead of their time with that stuff as well. Yeah. And it was Depeche Mode was more of a dark pop. It it was because if you actually listen to the lyrics, it, it really tells the story of why the lead singer attempted to kill himself like three times. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I enjoyed like Depeche Mode or, or even you, you were talking about skinny puppy and all that, but thrill kill my life in the thrill kill cult. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that opened my eyes because I listened to them on the crow soundtrack. Yes. And that's what really got me into, into, uh, 
listening to industrial music was my life with the Thrill Kill Cult because it was just it it was it was nothing I've ever heard before because you know you got your Metallica, your Megadeth, you got your your Warrant, and you know you got all this stuff, and then you get this stuff that's all computer. It's like all the the drum beats and all that uh, took first stage, and the guitar just was like that nosy neighbor looking through the window. <laughs> I didn't think that was cool. Like even um, like Clank was was hitting on a little bit earlier, where I think that was what was cool about that time when all that stuff was coming out because technology was changing. So it was opening up bands to be able to do so much stuff and and actually be able to do it live too without having 8 million drum machines and things. So it was really like, I, to me, that, that era was really experimental, which came out with so much cool stuff. And everything was new. You don't really have that newness anymore. Yeah, know? definitely. And it, and it opened doors for other types of genre, like, um, you know, the, that acid punk or something, the Prodigy, where Prodigy's music, which had yeah. a lot of feel of the industrial roots to it, but it, it was punk, it was techno. Um, With breakbeat, it had yeah. all that stuff in it. Yeah. Which, which is funny about Prodigy is that Firestarter, the name of that song, the name of the song was, uh, it was actually the preset that he used. Oh really? <laughs> the main, main synth sound, the preset is called Firestarter. Well, you know, we learn something new every day. Uh, uh, it's 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 there's, uh, there's fun a, with Pat. Right there's the, yes. the Snapple bottle. Deer talk with Pat right. <laughs> uh, underneath the Snapple bottle. <laughs> so uh, I tried in the cap. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the the fun fact. The, the fun, fun fact. fact. <laughs> or, or the or the what was that um, bazooka Joe? Gum yeah. when yes. they open it up and had man, we're 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 talking our ages now because I don't think they make that anymore. Those, no, and that that five, five cent cents. piece of bazooka right. gum is probably like a buck eighty five now. <laughs> and you're being lenient. <laughs> yeah, I'm being nice. It'd be eighteen dollars in California. Yeah. So, um, are y'all still with Tooth and Nail? No, actually, we haven't been with Tooth and Nail since nineteen ninety eight. Uh huh. Or nineteen ninety nine. So are y'all um, are y'all in a record label now? No, or- we've been doing since then. We uh, we started our own label, um, which was before everybody was doing that. Um, and then we just started license licensing. We started our own label uh, with our second record, Numb, and we licensed it out for distribution. Um, and then since then, we've just been doing everything ourselves. So we were a little bit ahead of the times with that with self-releasing but yeah and i think that's better to have to be your own record label because you have more of a creative freedom than actually signing for a huge record and i and i'm not giving any slack to rottweiler records or you know cherry on or tooth and nail or you know because they're they're a business and and that's part of their business is to have a layout but if you have your own freedom and and it, yeah. it just it just opens up your doors and then you know you get you feel more accomplished yeah and the only thing you're really missing out nowadays with a label and it really needs to be a bigger label is marketing money yeah so like and and you got to be more on the tooth and nail you know at least at minimum level of uh 
of a label, and Tooth and Nails a huge label, indie label, you know. So you got to be at a pretty big level to even make it worth a label giving marketing money that's going to be relevant. Yeah, you know? and the last time I looked at Tooth and Nails lineup, they they've been more focused on alternative, like um, like acoustic alternative or some kind of weird. Uh, Kind of bring you back to toe to wet sprockets kind of music. Oh, interesting. So, well, that, that's why they also were doing the whole tooth and nail was for the their I don't want to say mainstream, but the more alternative kind of stuff. Solid state was more of the heavy, heavy, heavy stuff like the Living Sacrifice, Demon Hunters, or you know the <clears throat> that kind of stuff. And then for a while, I think he also had the BEC, Brandon Ebel Company, which was like, I think, the more, uh, I don't know if it was radio friendly or what, but everything was kind of broken down into three different divisions. Now, I don't even know if BEC is around anymore, but Tooth and Nails expanded. They do have a lot of, uh, a lot more variety. Some of it's a lot more, uh, I want to say radio friendly, but it's more avant-garde, more popular. I don't know. I don't know if that's really the way to say it. It, it was different than the 90s tooth and nail. You know, there's not a lot of grungy uh, metal in, in in their lineup. And it's, to me, when when I think of tooth and nail, you know, I think of grungy metal and not pop. Heyday. Yeah. But change is inevitable. You know, you, you either change or die. Yeah. So. But like you were saying with the labels, though, it's, there's pluses and minuses to everything. You have 100% artistic freedom when you're on your own. But like Pat said, you got, unless you're independently wealthy, you don't have a marketing budget behind you or, you know, a uh, uh, endless account at your disposal. Granted, it's not like that with most labels. Most labels, they pick how much they're going to do for their budgeting and marketing and radio promotion and all that. So, <clears throat> when you do stuff independently all yourself, you are now the label, you're doing publicity, you're doing radio promotions, you're doing social media campaigns, you have to wear multiple hats. So it's easier to get out there. The thing is, there's more potential to be successful and make more money, but you have to get on the playlists, you have to have visibility. Um, we're lucky because Circle of Dust had a good following, which was a good springboard to launch Clank onto. And then over the years, all the touring and stuff and the fact that we're going on 30 years, we have this longevity and this like diehard fan base, which is great. And we're so blessed and fortunate for it. But like every band, even Metallica, Metallica's huge. They're the biggest band in the world, but they still want to get bigger. You know, you still want to be turning over fans who might not necessarily know who you were or said, yeah, I know of them. I'm just not really into them. So as you progress more and more, you know, the goal, the dream is to keep continuing to uh, increase your fan base, you know, without going broke or selling your soul in the process. Yeah, definitely. Um, So with this new, the new album coming out, are y'all going on a tour? Are y'all doing a tour coming up? Um, we may be able to do like a, um, we're talking a, a Texas tour, Dallas. I'm I'm just throwing out. Well, so there may be an (laughs) East coast thing. I was talking to another band that may want to take us out, um, uh, for East coast in next year. So we'll see. Uh, it also depends upon, um, having other people. So it's not just us, 
just us. Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the finances, you know, we're not in our twenties anymore, so we can't just pack up and leave, go away for three months and come back and be like, ah, we made $78 each. We're okay. There's, you know, families, Pat's got three kids, there's mortgages, everybody's got car payments, health insurance, and forget the fact that it's like $137 for a carton of eggs these days. So you gotta yeah. really, you gotta really watch your spending. And I don't know how it is. Well, I know how it was briefly in Texas, but last year it was over $7 a gallon here for gas. Wow. So there's no going on tour with that kind of money, you know, because nobody wants to, everybody wants you to play, but they don't want to pay what you think you're worth or you know, well, what what if what if you just come and play and you know we just it's do it for exposure. Exposure is nice, but Bank of America doesn't want to hear anything about exposure when that due date is done. Yeah, that is, that is true. That is true, and you, you're so right. Um, also, about you're so right about the um, having your own record label because I do everything. I have so many hats for this podcast. I'm the publisher. I'm the uh, producer. I'm, I'm the star, I'm, you know, I do everything on here. Uh, you know, I don't have an infinite wallet. If I did, that would be awesome. You know, right? <laughs> I'm just waiting on, I'm just waiting on a, a rich uncle to pass away or maybe the prince of Nigeria <laughs> send me that check he's been saying yeah. he's sending me. Right. I'm waiting for a rich cougar to hit me up and be like, like you, here's my card and my pin number. <laughs> I'll tell you though, it, it would be, sometimes I think about it, it would be nice to just be on a label, to have a label. So all you have to do is worry about the music part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, making the music and recording, writing, things like that, and not have the other stuff that comes uh, the business side, as much of the business side to go along with it. And, and that would be make believe land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, we, we learned firsthand way. I mean, cause like Pat said, we've been doing this like indie on our own for so long. The business side literally can suck your soul out of your body from the inside out and just leave your carcass just on the ground because there's so many sharks. Everybody's out for themselves. They want to take care of themselves. You know, we signed some distro deals in the past that were, they look good on paper. We never got a penny from them. We had issues, you know, so it's like, uh, we see people, man, I've, I played for X amount of years now. I, I I left all my stuff in the garage. I sold everything. Like I won't even, I haven't touched the guitar in like 10 years or something. And I'm like, for us, we keep going because it has to be fun. First and foremost, we made a conscientious effort many years ago where you get into a point where it's a cycle. You got to write, you got to record, you got to go out, you got to play, you got to do everything. And it's, the grind is cool to an extent, but you can't let it grind the living life out of you. And when it stops to become fun or it becomes more of a chore and less uh, fun and exciting, then that's when we go, we don't want to really want to do it. So we always have made a, a point. So that way when we write, when we're jamming, when we're playing, it's fun. It's always fresh. It's always, um, we don't have the problems that other bands have. We've never had a knockdown, drag out brawl, you know, uh, not like we like that behavior, but you know, you see bands, they like Oasis, for example, they practically 
choke the living crap out of each other on stage. We've never had any of that. We've had disagreements, but we're adults. We're like, ah, ah, whatever. You know, we've always found a happy medium. We never, we're not those kind of people stepping on each other's toes and stuff. So it's like you, when you go through all of this over all these years, all that stuff wears on you. And and when you see people hang it up and they go, man, I, I don't want to do this anymore. One hand you go, man, why would you do that? It brings you so much fun and excitement. But the flip side of that is like, yeah, it chews you up and it puts you in a meat grinder and it's, you know, you get so beat beaten from it. And usually you end up in debt. You know, you, you have a lot of debt, you're kind of miserable, but you're making music and you're having fun and you got people that want to hear it. So it's this weird, like yin and yang pull. But that's why for us, we've always been like, you know what, when the right situation comes, we're not opposed to being on a label or doing like uh, another distro thing or something. If something came along and it seemed right and it fit what we wanted to do, we'd be more than happy to do it. You know, we've made, it's funny cause we've made all the mistakes over the past 25 plus years. You know, the people are just making now with doing stuff on their own and stuff. That's why I said like, it, we were like so far ahead of the curve as far as being indie with it. Now it's like, we're in the groove, you know, we, we know what we do. We know what, what, how we want to do it and we have fun doing it. And just, it's cool to see bands that are still out there grinding away, but you see a lot of times, a lot of the older bands release less and less music. They don't maybe do full albums anymore. They do an EP or three or four singles here and there during the course of the year to tide their fans and their listeners over and to keep them uh, engaged and entertained until the next you know, next project they're working on comes along. Yeah. Hey, the funny, the funny thing, uh, probably the most beneficial thing aside from money from a label, like being on a label would be having deadlines. <laughs> That's the worst thing that, that we don't put deadlines on ourselves. So it takes forever to release things. That's our, our kryptonite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Hey guys, <laughs> like we'll just keep working on it, working on it and just be like, all right, well, cause we can, and it doesn't cost anything. So, um, that's, that would probably be our biggest, advantage to being on a label is we'd put more music out just because you'd be you have to you have deadlines. there'd be somebody <laughs> standing over us yelling at us to do so now <laughs> uh, all right guys but hey hey we're about to head out um uh well let me just get to a commercial real quick and then we'll, we'll finish up what we're doing give me one moment all right hey this is johnny tacos here you want a church you're looking for a church you haven't been to a church in so long and you need to connect because we're all God's children and we need to be connected as the body of Christ is shown through the pages of the Bible. I have a gentleman here, a pastor, the teacher, the Bob Vila of churches at the Renovation Church at the Peak. Here is Pastor Tim Hale. Can you take away? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Tim. I am the pastor at Renovation Church here in Midlothian. We are across the street uh, from Mountain Peak Elementary, right off of FM 663 on the south side of town, south of Kroger and all of that, right across from Rosebud uh, Subdivision. And we would be delighted to worship with you if you're looking for a church home, looking for a place to connect. I highly recommend our church. We are focused on authentic worship, and our worship is phenomenal. If you're a musician who, who wants an outlet to, to serve the Lord in, man, uh, we would love to connect you and give you an outlet. If you're a place who has, if you're a, a parent who has kids, 
man, we've got a fantastic kids ministry uh, called Renovation Kids that we would love to help you disciple your children in. Uh, if you've got students, we've got a fantastic student ministry called Epic Students. Love to be able to, to s- disciple your kids as, as well there. So, uh, man, we meet at 9.30 and 11 a.m. They're identical services on Sundays at 9.30 and 11. And you are welcome to come and be a part of what God is doing here at Renovation. And this is a Bible based church, correct? Yes, we are a Bible based church. The decisions we make, the what we teach is going to be completely from the Bible. Anything else is going to be based on traditions of men and and uh, ideas that, that people have. We, we're just going to kind of stick with what God said. Amen. And just like I always say, let's get renovated at Renovation Church at the Peak. Not only will you see my good friend Tim here, you'll also get to see me because I am too a member here. And I can't wait to meet you, love on you, and share the gospel. That's right. We're so excited about what God's doing here. Our motto is from broken to beautiful. And we believe that, that Jesus takes broken people, whatever has happened in your life, and he, he heals it and transforms it into something beautiful and something brand new. Hey, Tim, give that address one more time. We are 5010 FM 663 in Midlothian, Texas. 5010 FM 63. Uh, 663 Midlothian, Texas. Now say that in French. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you there. God love you. God bless. And now back to the Johnny Taco Show. Like that, Rex? Is that how you want it, Rex? Rex, Rex, I'm talking to you. Hey, hey. Yeah, 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 that's fine, that's fine. How do you spell exaggeration? Hey, come on, let's get back to the show. All right, we're back with Clank. And uh, just want to tell you, it was awesome to meet y'all. Your music is really profound. And it is, like I said, it's, it's an adventure. You know, to me, I, I have a overactive imagination. And when I, when I want to listen to music, I want to make sure it has the experience so I can actually be in that song. Um, and I've always had that imagination. And with industrial it gives you the keys to unlock that world so i just wanted to give you all that that shout out there that i really do love i love the music that you did with uh you know circle dust uh i love the clank music um you know it's 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 just all around awesome and so glad to talk to y'all you are so humble and such a great uh, uh bunch of guys you awesome. guys, Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Guyses, <laughs> you guys. You guys. <laughs> so is there anything you would like to promote um, to come through? Any any upcoming or or merch? <coughs> Anybody? Yeah, we talk? have um <laughs> we just put out vinyl for um the last two albums we put out is Between Unholy and Divine, Volume One, which was a year ago in January, and then volume two this past summer. We did a vinyl for volume one, which we sold out of. Uh, 
And we did a volume for uh, vinyl for volume two, which we just released last week. We did, we had originally sold out of those, but like we said earlier, we have, um, we got smart this time around. Once everything sold out, we ordered some extra copies to have on hand of the standard edition because right after we closed everything last year, it was like, oh, I missed out or I didn't have money or, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for me to get it. So we figured, you know what? We'll have we'll buy a couple of extra to have on hand. So we have our Bandcamp, clank.bandcamp.com. Um, and Pat, what's the other one? Clanknation.com? Clanknation.com. Yeah. Which so we'll if you go, you it's got links to the merch. We have the digital downloads, um, you know, CD bundles, shirts. Uh, but we're really trying to push the uh, Between Unholy and Divine, Volume 1, Volume 2. And the corresponding vinyl right now for volume two. And just remember the vinyl once it's out. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Unless, you can. Unless yes. you got, unless you got a, a vinyl making machine back there, you know, not yet, but you never know what the future to. holds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, again, Clank um, and Pat, I want to thank y'all for being on the show. It's an honor to meet y'all. Uh, keep up with the great music, you know, industrial will never die as long as we got great artists um, that are using it to its full potential and keeps going up for more and just upgrading it to the max. So we appreciate awesome. it. And uh, encourage you. the listeners, please, you know, um, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is under clank. Twitter's clank nation. Instagram is clank nation. Uh, we're the real clank on YouTube. So, uh, just all you got to do is put it in the search bar. You'll find Pat and I and the band <laughs> lickety split We're all, all around. And on TikTok, they do TikTok dances. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> that, that's more of the only fans of the Patreon. You'll have to subscribe. To. <laughs> just kidding. Just uh. kidding. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. I want to thank all the new listeners that happen to stumble upon this podcast thinking, well, this must be a Food Network episode to make some awesome tacos. Yes. Uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. No. What I do is give you edification. It's edification of Jesus Christ through the music, through the testimony and through my, my guest and myself's constant babbling. And I do love to babble. I just want to thank you for being here. You're not here by mistake. There is something inspirational that my guests always uh, talk about that you needed to hear. And welcome. You are loved here. And just remember, you're part of the family now since you hit that play button. Uh, to all the diehard listeners, you know who you are. I have a specific set of skills which is on all my social medias. Uh, if you like this, hit like, subscribe, share. Uh, share it with your mom, your brother, your sister, that strange guy that stares at you at work. Uh, That's me. The, the guy that talks to himself <laughs> on, the, on the corner. Uh, just anybody, just share the street taco. Yeah, your crazy uncle. Uh, <laughs> just, just anybody. One. Huh? Everyone's got one. Yeah, everybody's got one or two. You know, I have, I have four. <laughs> At least, but <laughs> uh, just, uh, just remember, you know, you're not alone. There is, there is Jesus that loves you. He's in your heart. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, well, if if it's bad, then don't do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, just remember that 
we all love you. Uh, Clank loves you. Um, you know, even Pat loves you from up there in Mars. And it's <laughs> true. And if you ever need to someone to talk to, because it's hard in life and it's hard as, um, it, I just had to say it's hard in life and you just, and you can't be alone because God didn't create you to be alone. He created you to go out there and find family and who, who is better than the metal community family. Uh, well, we welcome you with open arms. Just uh, give me a hit up on any of the social medias and my email. And with that, I say, good sir, good ma'am, don't have a good day. I don't want you to have a good day. No, not at all. I want you to have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless, and peace. Peace.